0: Hey, what's good, Pine Tar Nation? This is your host, Gonzo, with your co host, Ricky V. Say what's up.
1: Hey, how's it going, everybody? On this podcast, all we do is talk about baseball.
0: Baseball, baseball, baseball. As a matter of fact, we want you guys to join the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Pine Tar Pod. We're under Pine Tar Nation. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Give us some uh, material, right? Give us some materials we could talk about with you guys because we want you guys to really join.
1: Also, on our podcast you could leave a review comment five stars if you please wherever you listen to your podcast at spotify itunes google play or wherever you listen to them but other than that let's talk some baseball let's talk baseball
0: So the Rays did it. Ricky V, explain to me, was this a surprise trade or was this something that was expected or is this something that's of significance that Nelson Cruz went to the Rays?
1: I think it's a huge, huge upgrade, especially offensively. Let, let, first of all, let's talk about Nelson Cruz for a bit and what type of player he is. He's right-handed. He, does, he he kills lefties. And he's good against righties. He's having a good year, right? Considering his age, he's having a good year. He's almost batting around 300. Uh, pretty good, decent numbers, home runs. He's probably going to hit 30-plus, right? And they want him for the playoffs. And he has tons of playoff experience. And what else do you want? Like, this is, this is a guy that the reds the reds the rays haven't had in a while think about when the last time the rays had a player or more, or more not even a player a bat like nelson cruz and that lineup like how their lineup is going to benefit so much from the fact that the pitcher is going to see nelson cruz batting or they're going to see him on deck like it changes things it's different like, it's, it's a different dynamic. Like, all of a sudden, the pitcher changes the way he pitches to the guy in front of him because he's coming up. And, like, it's it's a big difference. It's, it was a surprise. But it was a huge, huge surprise, the fact that I just saw him go to the Rays. Um, you know, like I said, I was like, you know, I wonder if he could go to the White Sox. we talked talk about that for a little bit. But, yeah, it was huge. Was big talk about a splash out of nowhere for sure.
0: You know, and I think, I think the trade overall – um, benefits the Rays in, in many many ways because we understand the Rays style of baseball. They're bullpen, they're matching up, and you know, if you really look at the playoffs and what happened with them last year, take away a Rosarena, and you really don't have much offensively. He pretty much carried them throughout the postseason. So, you know, is a Rosarena the Rosarina from last year's playoffs no he's not um, he's still consistent he's still, he's still doing his thing you know but he's not the terrifying bat he was during the playoffs now move move into the postseason with the Nelson Cruz there and maybe a Rosarino is the type of player that during these big moments that's when he shows his true potential right and you put them two together and I think you have something pretty dangerous
1: yeah I'll, okay now let me ask you this does this – getting Nelson Cruz in this lineup, are they unanimously unanimously, f- the favorites now to take home this East title? I,
0: I don't know. I don't know because um, Glass now went down, right? And, you know, you still need that pitching in, in the front of the rotation, right? Because you can have all the bullpen in the world. Yes,
1: but – yeah, but ever since he went down, it's not like they – Skip no, the beat, you know. They, they just kept going. I get going. that,
0: but see, it's not about are they a good team during the season. And we're talking about playoffs here. And for me, well, you actually asked me, are they the favorite to win the East? So I guess right, I get okay. Maybe then I'll change. Then I'll change it. Okay, for a season. Okay, I'm gonna change my mind again. Okay, so the Red Sox. Remember, we talked about this. The Red Sox and the Giants were two of the teams that, to me, were surprise teams that were not supposed to be leading their division at this time of the year. So there's no way we can say, hey, the Red Sox are going to go down, they're they're a fluke. Same thing with the Giants. I I don't think we can say that. So to me, even with the Nelson Cruz acquisition, they do not overtake the East that easily. Not saying they can't, because they can, but I don't think it'll be that easy. To say they're hands down the favorites, I don't think so. Not when they don't have the pitching.
1: Right. Okay. Now, here's a problem with you telling me that they don't have the pitching. They go ahead and trade away a pitcher to the Mets, which is Rich Hill, and just happen to be the pitcher of the month. What are the Rays thinking? They go get a bat, but then they let go of a pitcher. Somebody with playoff experience as well, right? Right. Rich Hill has pitched in some good games in the playoffs, and they trade him away to New York Mets. Like, what, what, what's the thought process behind it? Like, what, what's going on there? Like, what are the Rays thinking? What are they doing? I know they're sneaky, you know. I know they, they, they run by the numbers and stuff like that. But were they better off keeping Rich Hill for the run for the title, or like, what's, what's going on here? Okay,
0: I, I think what happened here, to me in my eyes, is that. Um, I believe two other pitchers are coming back from that from the IL, which is uh, Chris Archer and Ooh, I forget the la- the other one, but the point is they have pitchers coming back and remember we talked about this the Rays are a bullpen team That's who they're that's how they're built. They're built they're built to withstand a series throughout their whole team not just a specific pitcher or You know just the rotation or just the offense, you know, they're a complete team now when it comes to Rich Hill, to me it was a little off, right? Why would you trade someone like that, especially with so many teams wanting pitching? But then again, you ask yourself, why have the Rays been the team they are for the past for so many years? And you wonder why their their farm system is so great, you wonder why their MLB team is so great, and then you realize that they are the innovators of how baseball is run now and a move like Rich Hill. If if I know you understand it and same thing with me, I understand the trade and I don't, you know, you kind of don't understand why they did it, but then you realize who we're talking about and then you're like, okay, that's why they're so good. And that's why they're going to be good next right. year because of trades like this. Right. That's
1: why I said, that's why the Rays are sneaky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, Um it's just to me, it's just, I don't know you know it's all about going for the title you added nelson cruz but you let go of the pitcher and the thing that bothers me is let's just say they traded rich hill but the fact that rich hill has really good playoff performances i don't know it's that's what bothers me the most if rich hill didn't have any playoff experience or whatever you know i would be like okay but the fact that he does and has good numbers, and I don't know, that's the part that, that confuses me. Because if, if the Rays lose, because they didn't have somebody to give them some innings, like I understand the Rays are a bullpen team, but they lost the World Series last year, in my eyes, because they kept throwing the same guys over and over and over. Like, why not get up, get a guy out there to give you five to seven innings? and let your bullpen rest a little more to be stronger for the rest of the series. Like, I, I don't know. That's just, to me, it was just, it's a little different, but these are the rays, like you said, and only time will tell if this was a good or bad decision.
0: I think, I think, um, I don't think it's a bad decision because if you look at the Rays team, you know, um, they had, like you said, they have been able to hold their own with how they run their team as a bullpen and and the way they run the team that way. But, um, one thing you have to keep in mind is their weak point was their offense. So trading, in essence, you're trading Rich Hill for Nelson Cruz, right? Like, that's pretty much what you're doing. I'll take that any day if you look at it that way.
1: Right. I mean, like I said, time will tell. Yeah, if we're watching the playoffs and the Rays lose because of bullpen suffered, then we're going to come back to this. If they don't, well then hey, true. <laughs> the Rays obviously know what they're doing. Right,
0: we'll see. We'll keep an eye out on the on the Rays. I'm pretty sure they're not done trading, anyways. Watch them pick up Scherzer, and then all of a sudden we're like, ha, jokes on us, right? Right. So, right.
1: But then let, let's talk about the end end part of the trade. The Mets getting Rich Hill. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. What does that do for the Mets?
0: Ah, uh, so the Mets, as you know they are struggling to keep everyone healthy over there. Carrasco as a matter of fact I think he's on a rehab assignment. Um so, you know, but then then again, how how much can you really put on that, right? Carrasco, you, you could come back for two games and then all of a sudden go down again. But I think that's what they were looking for. They were looking for someone with experience to go out there and be able to to give them innings. I think they're just trying to push to make the playoffs. They're those the Mets are that type of team right now that's that's literally playing to to make the playoffs. Not to be the best team they can in the playoffs. They just want to make it. They just want to make it there. They're not gonna they're gonna do everything in their power to win that division.
1: Yeah, they're gonna need all the pitching they can get. And Rich Hill, I think, could give them those innings that they need and then You know, with DeGrom down, so they're going to need... I think that's what they're doing. I think you're right. I think they're just trying to make the playoffs, win the East, you know, and call it a successful season. But you never know. Don't sleep on the Mets because they do have DeGrom. If DeGrom is 100% healthy coming into the playoffs, that's going to be a dangerous team to face. It's going to be a scary team to face.
0: No, it is because, you know, now having Rich Hill and... Having Strowman, right. and if Carrasco yeah. comes back, Carrasco's is not. Now
1: yeah, a- you Yeah, you have a couple guys. You have a couple guys that only need to stay healthy for like three more weeks. You know, so don't sleep on the Mets. But at the end of the day, they still have to get there. That East is still wide open. But hey, they went. They got. A, they got something. They got something. They got. They got some innings. I, I don't much.
0: know what's going on, but I don't know if you noticed, but every 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 volunteer from the um, Home Run Derby, they're starting to hit the ball now. You know, it was uh, Soto came out the uh, came out the all break swinging, and then Pete Alonso started hitting the home home runs again. So, you know, I think Lindor should have joined that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, what, what? Um, well, Lindor at this point, to be honest, if he gets healthy and starts hitting a stride going into September. I think the trade and, you know, everything that happened, I think will be worth it. Especially, let's just say he does perform in the playoffs if the Mets get there. Because I think that's all that matters, right? Yeah. And if you got a healthy Lindor doing Lindor things and a healthy starting staff from the Mets, that's where it gets crazy dangerous. All of a sudden, we're not you're not facing the Mets that were there in May and June, July. Now you're facing these Mets and it's a totally different team.
0: Yeah, those are the type of teams that that you're looking at, and you're and exactly what we're doing, right? We're saying, hey, this team is barely pushing through to try to make the playoffs, but this is the type of team that barely pushes through. But as soon as they get healthy, they're not just a team pushing through anymore. They're a team to to, to you know to be worried about, especially with uh, Conforto coming back and you know having their outfield the way it's supposed to be. I, I, that's another big thing, you know, because their infield is there. McNeil came back. Lindor is on the aisle right now, but the point is like they're starting to become full. It's just their pitching. We're just waiting on their pitching. Is it's more it's more waiting on um, on Degrom, and now with Rich Hill in the fold, we could uh, we could see a run from the Mets in the next month. That's what I think.
1: Yeah, definitely for sure.
0: All right, but let's move over to another trade that just happened, and I think it's, I think it's pretty significant, um, especially with the race in the West being so close, and hands down the best division. It's the Padres picking up Adam Frazier from the Pirates.
1: Now another one. Talk about unexpected. I don't know about you, but did you ever think that the Padres would go get a second baseman in general. Like, go get a second baseman, you know? Like, it, it just it doesn't make any sense. I mean, the fact that I went to go get Adam Frazier, it's like we're talking about a huge boost, right? But, like, you know, if you look at the Padres' lineup and what their needs and wants, and and to really make a good run, like, going get a second baseman Adam Frazier doesn't, didn't fit nobody in the brain, you know? It's just... It's just one of those things, I guess. But I will say this. That lineup just got a little deeper. Because now you got somebody, what, he got the most hits in MLB right now. And you put him in the, you put him where? Where do you put Adam Frazier right now, the top? Like one of the first two, one or two batters?
0: Yeah, depending on how they want to run their lineup.
1: Right. And then you got Tatis and Machado behind them. like, Like this lineup just got better. And that's scary.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I, and they might not be I done. Think, I think the Padres are a team that is focused on contact more than power. Besides, um, you know, Tatis, because they ha- they have a lot of players on their team that that puts the ball in play, and that's the same type of play Adam Frazier is. Frazier is not going to hit no twenty six home runs in a season. He's going to hit you ten maybe, but he's going to get you a lot of hits, put the ball in play, and see what happens. So that's very frustrating to say, for example, um, the opposition, the pitching, you know, puts you in a spot where you're like, it doesn't matter what you throw, they're going to make contact and, and they stress the pitcher out that way. So just looking at, I mean, just the only thing, like you said, it just didn't make sense because they do have Cronin's worth at second. They have Hosmer, they have Machado and Tatis, so my head is like, Okay, so where are we gonna put
1: this guy? That's the weird part because I figured Cronensworth was gonna hand down, you know, man down second base and then, but you know he is a utility guy, so he moves to the outfield because of this.
0: Well, they're talking about moving him over to first, but now reports are coming out. reports are coming out that they want to trade Hosmer.
1: Yes, exactly. That's exactly where I was gonna jump to. Now, they got Adam Frazier. You got Cronin'sworth right and obviously both of those guys don't cost as much as Hosmer. like if you're a Hosmer right now and all of a sudden people are texting you like hey i heard they want to trade you i heard you want to trade what does that do to your mind and to the fact that you thought you were part of this core right and all of a sudden you know you're not because it feels that way as soon as your name is brought out there like, you're not. They can come back and say, you know what? Oh, never mind. We're not going to trade him. We're going to keep him. And, you know, he is a professional. And, you know, he's just going to go about his business and do what he has to do. Because, you know, that's what, that's what he does. But it's the fact that Eric Hosmer was the guy, technically, technically, right? The one that started it all, right? Because it started with Hosmer. And then came in Machado, then Tatis, and you know everybody else. And the fact that they want to trade him as soon as they get Frazier, does he get traded? Well, or does it does it, does it affect um, Hosmer's you know ability to to even want to stay in San Diego? Know, or I, I think fight.
0: it'll be smart for the Padres to keep Hosmer. I don't think it's a good idea. Especially if they're trying to win a World Series. I think they need that presence of Hosmer there as a pinch hitter, as a as a first baseman, just to have a full rounded team going into a playoff game. You could throw Cronensworth out in the outfield, you could have Frazier at second, Hosmer at first if it's a righty, like things like that, right? Like like being able to move it around, being able to bring somebody in and be as good as the the person you took out, I think, I, I don't know. I, I, can, I don't want to say these rumors of Halsmer, you know, wanting to be traded or not him wanting to be traded, just the Padres wanting to get rid of him because of Frazier. I don't know if they're real. I think, I just think it's speculation just because of the fact that Frazier is a second baseman and there's no room for him technically. So they're just trying to figure out who's the odd man out. And in this case, it's Hosmer. So until something happens, I think Hosmer is going to stay put. Well, obviously, right? But-
1: well, yeah, because, you know, you know, I mean, there's money involved as well. It's not just, you know, you take in Hosmer, you got to consider the money to the Padres, eat some up, you know, all that kind of stuff. So not, not like that, Hosmer being a 100% lefty and, you know, older in age, you know, he's not he's not young anymore. I don't know. I think, I think, I don't know. It's, I think he should stay in the Padres. I think he's a huge benefit.
0: But if he leaves, well, then he leaves. You know, the, the one thing, the one thing that, <laughs> the, the, the one thing that really um, threw me off, and this happens here and there, right? You, you see a trade happen and you're like, okay, so this team picked up this player. For example, this one, obviously, Adam Frazier went to the Padres. And the, the main thing I always look at, I don't care who, I get the idea. All right. The the article says this person got traded here. I get it. Now tell me who they traded him for. That's what I want to know. And you see some of these trades and you look at the players that are going over to the team or money and you realize it's like, is that it? Like, that's all that you needed for this player. And sometimes the team that traded their player just fucked up, right? Like they they just didn't get enough or. They thought they were getting enough, and they just didn't. And in this case, that's the same thought I had in my head. It was like, "That's it, like that's all you needed to get Frazier." Like all these teams out there, all they had to do is throw this, this, um, this style of um, trade value, and you would get Frazier. So, in other words, you give kudos to uh, AJ Preller for for being able to pick up Frazier and still keep their farm s- system intact. That's what I think.
1: Well, I mean... It's it's weird that... First of all, I didn't even know he was, you know, available, right? I don't know about you, but I didn't know who was available, especially in the Pittsburgh, because Pittsburgh made some multiple trades already. And they got rid of a pitcher. Yankees picked up a pitcher, right? And... And Adam Frazier is gone, which, like I said, I, probably their only all-star, I think. Um, Josh Bell left. And the fact that they, yeah, so, like, it's, all these guys are gone from Pittsburgh. And, well, I mean, who would have thought? But, you know, a trade like this from the Padres tells me that they want to win. And at the end of the day, that's all you can do. All you can do is go get some pieces that you think will benefit this club to win. Because according to the schedule and according to the wins and losses, the records, and the way they've been playing, they're going to make the playoffs some way, somehow. It's either to win the East or they win a uh, wild card spot. And guys like Adam Frazier that gives you contact is the best way to do it. You need somebody to get on base for Tatisa Machado. Somebody's a scrappy guy, right? And that's that's exactly what they go, went to go get. And he's going to cost trouble for a lot of people, and that's going to make the party that much more dangerous. And like I said, once again, they're in third place right now, but not by a lot. So let's play, um, not only that, August and September are going to be pretty interesting. Let's
0: play a what-if game really quick. And obviously, for the people listening, it's a game. Therefore, it's not real. But what if Lamette and Clevenger would be healthy?
1: That is... Okay. Well, if Clevenger comes back, what, what Clevenger are we talking about here? And Lamette, like, is Lamette going to be the same guy he was last year? That's the same thing you just said. Like it's no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling. Are are these guys coming back, assuming they're going to produce the same?
0: Well, yeah. That's that's the what if game.
1: Well, yeah. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So, if they come back, if they were here, no, right? That's the question. If they were here at the beginning of the year, pitching like themselves, well, then I think the Padres would be hands down the favorites to win the World Series because they have the offense. It's not like Blake Snell is doing tremendous things, right? It's just you, Darvish. But the fact that you could put Lament in there and then Clevenger in there as your one, two, three—it that's 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 dangerous. That's pretty good. And now you all of a sudden Blake Snell is going to number four in front of five with Paddock as well and a four in a four-number five. Like it's it's that that rotation just got that much better. They wouldn't be at fifty-eight wins. They would be somewhere around sixty-five plus. That's a guarantee.
0: Underrated
1: pick. I'm pretty sure. Uh,
0: Underrated pickup. Joe Musgrove from the Pirates last year.
1: Yes, big time. Paddock. Matter of fact, Paddock will be in the bullpen right now.
0: He'll probably be in a trade package. Also,
1: but right. But at the same time, like let's say they were healthy. Do they even get you, Darvish or Blake's now, right?
0: I think so. I think you, Darvish would have came. I think they, like you said, I think they really want to win. So therefore,
1: right. But at the same time, like you know, listen, you know, I don't think they want to do just go get guys, just to go get guys.
0: You but know, you know.
1: Let's just if they were healthy, like uh, if they were healthy, if they were healthy last year, would they, would have they won the World Series last year? Would have that beat the Dodgers, Because I mean the Dodgers, because they barely. Even though they got swept, the Padres barely lost every single game. Barely. But if they would have had you, Darvish, if they would have had. No, sorry. If they would have had Lament and Clevenger healthy, like what would have been the difference?
0: Those are what if games. If like like we're backtracking now, you know, like I'm talking about what if games moving forward. You're talking about what if if that would. I mean, we could. Well, yeah, talk yeah, about but those. I'm just
1: saying I'm just I'm, I'm just I'm just emphasizing the fact that these guys are pretty good if they come back the way they were pitching last year. Yeah. That's I all think, I'm saying. I think if a pitcher like
0: Clevenger comes back like he normally is, I think Lamette would be more of a question mark for me control-wise. Um, but I think Clevenger comes back the same. Um, but then I kind of want to point something out. It's like you look at the, the Padres, right? They, they have Snail. They have Musgrove. They have Darvish. Those are three good pitchers, right? Uh, and then you have your your four or five guys and then you start thinking it's like okay you have LaMette Clevenger coming back next year right or LaMette might come back this year we're not too sure but Clevenger is gonna come back next year you you don't think the Rays in this situation would be like hey so we really need Max Scherzer I'll throw in Chris Paddock into a package You know, controllable young pitcher, maybe not the best pitcher, but he has a potential with a couple of maybe one prospect, one level, one A prospect, one B prospect, and move him over. You know,
1: if I was the Nationals and they offered me Chris Paddock, I would be extremely disrespected.
0: No, 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 he's not, he's not the package of like hey, I want Scherzer, I got Paddock for you. No, 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 not like that. I'm talking about, in the Nationals' point of view, it's like, I get an MLB-ready pitcher, therefore the Nationals are not just saying, hey, I'm going to like rebuild, so they still get somebody that can be in a rotation. Not the best piece, but the point is, he has a potential of having a good year, and then, you know, keep building off of that, but you get a controllable young pitcher that has a potential of being good. And then, obviously, you still have to throw in Another prospect now you can't give too much for Scherzer like you might get one really good uh, top 100 prospect maybe for Scherzer and that's it because remember he's only a rental it's not like he has years of control if I was the Nationals I would do it if they throw in a good prospect with it you know because you're getting a, a controllable guy for somebody that's gonna leave he's leaving Scherzer is a free agent. All
1: right, he 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 is leaving, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna get offers, right, for sure. But like Chris Paddock, to me, just hasn't lived up to the hype. Why? Who knows? You know, I I can't really tell you exactly why. It just hasn't really panned out. I guess it, it just obviously in the scenario, let's just say it could possibly happen. Maybe the Nationals see something like, you know what? We get this guy, we could tweak this, this, and this. And like, maybe he could be that pitcher everybody thought he was gonna be, right? So I, I, I get your point, um, which brings me to the next subject, which would be, I heard the Giants are dangly, dangling Joey Bart. So, what about that? What do you really think about that? Because I have my opinions on it, but I want to see yours first.
0: Well, I've seen Joy Bart play. And I tell you what, this guy's no joke. Now, how 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 good can his swing and his play style fit in the MLB? Who knows? But if the Giants are planning for Posey to be there for the next however long to be there, and remember, Posey's destroying the ball this year. And we, I, I kind of want to talk about Posey a little bit, too, because we talked about how we want him to join the Hall of Fame, but he's not going to join unless he starts producing again. And this is the first year where he started producing again. But I think the Giants look at it like, well, we have Posey, so we don't really need Bart, especially if we're going to have Posey there for the next four or five years, however long he's going to play. Now, I know they move him over okay, to first.
1: My, my- Right, that's that was my thing. Like, why not keep Joey Bart, which obviously, not like you're going to pay him a crap load of money, and just bye-bye Brandon Belt, and just put Buster Posey as a first baseman from now on. You save his legs, he, you extend his career, most likely, and you have Joey Bart. Like To me, that makes more sense than trading Joey Bart. Well, like, what do you, Somebody like Joey Bart, like, what do you expect to get back in return? Especially from somebody that is literally just a top prospect. What do the Giants expect to get if they do, let's say, actually be willing to trade him? I think... That would benefit the Giants. Like, what I is it? I think
0: Joy Bart would bring in someone like, let's say, um, Jose Barrios, right? Somebody that is, a like, a starting start, a starting a pitcher that has a little bit of control. He I think he's a free agent at the end of next year. And... You know, I think he brings in somebody like that. You give up a prospect like Bart. Now, another thing about Bart is only, well, not Bart, but the Giants, only they know what Posey really wants to do, right? Because Posey has control of what he does here, believe it or not. I think he could go in the front offense and say, hey, I, I'm a catcher. Like, as much as you guys want to move to first, I'm a catcher, and I want to play cat. I want to be a catcher. Like, move me over to first. Yeah, I get that. To get some rest, I get it. But I want to be a catcher. So we, we don't know what's going behind the, the scenes. And also, the idea of, of his name even coming up. Joy Bart. There has to be a reason. What's the reason that they want to trade someone like Joy Bart? Is he hurt? Do they not see the potential anymore? Do, do they want to trade him before his value goes down? Because maybe they know something. Like, who knows? But somebody like this? To just give up on or just trade there has to be a good reason maybe they have a different direction maybe they want to go in the pitching direction maybe they want to go in the offense direction say hey we need to get somebody controllable but we need to give up somebody good or maybe it's a tactic maybe it's a is a tactic of saying hey I'm willing to give up this person that way they get more phone calls
1: maybe but you know at the end of the day speculation you know doesn't mean it's gonna happen prospects get dangled all the time names just come out of nowhere on some sources that nobody knows these sources but you know they're sources and they come out and and you know i personally don't think the giants would do it but at this point you know who knows who knows? At this point, who knows? But I, I don't think so. I, I I think I'll put some money on it. I don't think I don't think Joey Barch gets traded from the Giants. I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. Well, that brings us to our next topic, which has nothing to do with trades, but has everything to do with the team called Cleveland. That's mm-hmm. their name, Cleveland, right now.
1: Cleveland Clay Click. What is it, Cleveland uh, Clambriderians? Something like so, that. So,
0: obviously, you heard the news that starting next yes, year, have. they will be called the Cleveland Guardians.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, well, okay, just just let it out. I'm here to listen. Just let it out, and um, I'll go from there. I,
0: I think the first thing that i swear my first thought i text you and our other brother i i text you guys i said it sounds like a hockey team i i mean i don't know i i've you know i had time to think about how i feel about this right first okay let's go let's go let's start from the beginning there's been a lot of team changes throughout of baseball right like there's been you know so many name changes I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head right now. Like, it used to be like the... Oh, I can't even think of one right now. But the point is, there's been changes before. Now, the problem... The reason I have a problem with this is because the Cleveland Indians... And I just saw the movie like two weeks ago. We saw Major Leagues. Yes. And, you know, you look at a at a movie like that. You watch, you watch it growing up and you realize that that team is no longer going to be there. And you look at for example, oh, I, f- I found one. I thought I thought of one. We we look at the Nationals, you know, they used to be the Montreal Expos. But they completely changed their name. It wasn't like um they com- they ch- changed the location, they changed everything. And you look at the Washington Nationals name and it sounds like a baseball team now the indians are going into a triple a style uh name with the cleveland guardians i mean the yeah the cleveland guardians and now there's no longer gonna be any indians there's no more indians there's no more cleveland indians it's done
1: okay i seen the logo. have you seen the logo of like a a flying ball (laughs) It looks like the G's on the side like a like a helmet of some yep. sort. Yeah, it's to me, it looks like a little league team. Like this this is a, uh, this is a team that my son should be playing for in travel ball. You know? Guardians Cleveland Guardians, I, I don't know. I just don't see it. It doesn't feel like baseball, like I said. It is very, very weird. The Guardians like it almost feel like it's sci-fi or something, you know, it almost feels like like you know, I don't know. It's weird. Um obviously we talked about it and we understand why they got they get they where they got the name from, which is the the pillars. Uh they call the Guardian Pillars on the Cleveland Bridge. And that's where they got the name from, right? The 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 Guardian. That's what they got the the name from. Cleveland Guardians. That's I don't know. I just feel like they could have done better. Now, I don't know if you heard about the a lot of people from Cleveland. Before there were the Indians, there were the spiders. So many people were at it saying like, oh, let's bring back the Cleveland spiders. Would you rather take spiders or
0: guardians? The uh, what about the Cleveland Guardian spiders?
1: That's horrible. That's <laughs> even worse. At this point I might just take the Cleveland LeBron's.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't be shocked they, they probably fought <laughs> for that one too
1: now I seen the logo for the Cleveland Spider, it looks pretty legit, like I like that I'm like oh okay this can work it's, it's it's the original the original Cleveland baseball team was the Cleveland Spiders and they were like okay well if we're getting rid of the Indians why not just bring them back right, makes sense but no they decided with the Guardians um I don't know, I think at the end of the day, unless there's a huge huge petition, people are boycotting, people don't want to buy their merchandise, you know, they're losing a lot more money than they're losing now and like, it's it's all bad because they chose the Guardians then I think they would change it and maybe bring back the Spiders or they, or they have some type of, you know I don't know what the hell they'll do some kind of fan vote, I don't know, but I think that would be the only reason or way that they find a different name or look for a different name. But I think as of right now, I mean, it just happened to be the Cleveland Guardians. I just wonder if, if their jerseys are going to look like legit, I guess. I just, because they're not changing colors, the the colors are the same. I just wonder if it's going to look, look nice, I guess, I don't know. To be
0: honest with you. I think it's one of those things where it's not even a big deal it's more of like getting used to um, I think I, so. I, I just I just think like Cliff, it's like changing the Chicago Cubs right like changing their name like would be it wouldn't even be right and I think it's one of those feelings I have for the Indians because you know I, I think it's more just a personal reason than anything it's like, for example, the Braves, right? They had to get rid of the, of the Tomahawk. Like, that hurt. That hurt, but it was just one item. It, they didn't change their name, you know? So that's okay. That, that wasn't that big of a of a punch to the gut.
1: Well, it's because the Braves, I mean, it's, it's different, you know? <laughs> because you have the Atlanta the Braves, right? But then over here, you have... The Cleveland Indians. That means you're naming a group of people, right? Like Indians. No, I get, I get why they did it. I'm just saying, right? it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like. Um, a lot of people may not understand this, or may not get the reference, but the Cleveland Indians are talk about the Native Americans, right? Well, the New York Yankees. Yankees are Americans, yes. right? Now, the Washington Redskins, now that's some racist shit, right? Redskins, it's like talking about changing the name from the Los Angeles Dodgers to the Los Angeles Beaners, right? Or, or the Philadelphia Crackers. Like, that's racist. That's super racist. The Redskins, I get it. Indians, though, I'm not a Native American. Like, I don't know how I would feel if somebody went, you know, and said, oh, we're changing the name to the Arizona uh, Mexicans. Like, that, that would be super weird. I am I think I'd be like, hey, what the hell? Like, you know, that doesn't really make you any know, sense. You
0: know, in, 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 that, um, in but, your point, I, I know what you're talking about, but what if, and like you said, we're not Native Americans, so we're not, we can't speak for this, but, you know, a lot of people also say, what if, you're taking away from publicity so for example the cleveland indians right you you watch the cleveland indians and every time you say their name or every time you watch a game you think of indians now the idea of uh, right. the, the idea of getting rid of the name just you forget you forget there is no more where do you see Commercials, movies, like where do you see Indians? They're here, though. They're here, but where do you see them? And how do you remember? The, the only the only thing about
1: about Indians, and I won't even say Indians, let's say Native Americans, is casinos. You know, and it's it's like that's all we really think, and that's what majority of the people think is Native Americans go with casinos, but. Like I said, once again, like you know, obviously we don't want to get all political, but I can see why people would want to change it, and I can see why they also changed the Washington Redskins. Like that one, you know, sure, you know what God. I want to know? That one, you, took you know a what I want to know?
0: But. I want to know what people. I want to know exactly what people said. We should change the name. Was it the Native Americans that went up to the Americans and said, "Hey, that's fucking racist. Y'all need to change that shit," like? It was it the Native Americans or was it or was it our own white folk that said, hey, that's racist. We should change it. Like who? What group of people said that it's racist? That's what I want to know. What? What if then this is just speculation? What if there was a group of Native Americans out there that their team were the Cleveland Indians? And now they change their name and they're like, what the fuck? Maybe. Do you know what I mean? But, like, that that's something interesting to know. And you said, like, nah, let's not get political about it. So, But I would like to know that. And then, also, another thing I wanted to mention, now that we're on that, this type of topic, it's like, what if we're a group of non-religious people? Now, the San Diego Padres should change their name, too. But, see, I think, I think, I think, <laughs> but, see, that's what I'm... I didn't even think about that I'm one. What I'm trying to say is that you can look at it in... So many ways and you'll find a problem with a lot of shit and we could go around and, and we understand cancel culture and, and what has been going on the past couple years with all this with Aunt Jemima syrup taking uh, uh the aunt off the bottle like that's bullshit like I'm used to watch, seeing her on my bottle I want her on my bottle like and, and people say it's racist right like it's not racist you don't look at a bottle of Aunt Jemima and think racism you think I think I look at a bottle of and I think, "Oh, cool! Like this is the bottle I want. Like this is what I want."
1: Well, at this point, um, listen to our new podcast, complaining about everything. <laughs> um, but now, I mean, it's it's just like I said. I get I get why they're doing it. Who did it, to be honest, at this point, I really don't care. True. Because it's not like they asked me, Ricardo, should we change it or not? I'm just like, you know, they changed it. They went about it a certain way and they did it and that's it. Like that's not the only team that had to do it.
0: And this is the name that they chose. So another thing too, another you know, thing too is like is like the idea that I don't care about it either. Like Cleveland Guardians, I have no say in, in it any anyways, right? Someone that has a tons of money decided that where they're gonna change the name and they changed the name to the Guardians and we were not gonna they didn't put it up for a fan vote, right? So we had no say. But when it comes to changing things due to the fact that something might be racist or not, and having no say in it, that's a problem. I think that's where the problem comes because, because the reason it's getting changed is because someone decided that it was racist or they didn't like it because it was racist. And like I told you, how many people or what group of people decide if it's racist or not, or if it's harmful for children or I don't know, whatever, however you want to look at it and i think as much as we don't care about it right we're going to go next season and we're going to talk about the cleveland guardians and we're going to get used to saying the cleveland guardians in the near future and is going to we're going to pretend like nothing happened and it's fine but at one point at some point it, it, the only way to stop these type of things is to say something or it is to to figure out who these people are that are changing these things and if it's the right reasons why it's getting changed, right? As much as we don't care about it.
1: Well, council culture kind of took over this past year and a half. So, yeah, yeah we'll see. Um, talk about names, yeah. Little subject real quick. Um, I don't know if you heard that it almost seems like the Oakland A's may or may not be moving to Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. So, here's a funny thing that I thought about it. We got the Oakland A's. I say we change their If they go to Vegas, I think we should change their name from the Oakland A's to the Las Vegas Aces. What do you think?
0: That is so, like, that's like the easiest name anybody could think of.
1: If they, it's close to the name, right? You're in Vegas now. You're playing the Las Vegas Aces. I don't know. I don't know. To, to me, that sounds pretty I good. think they
0: have to change to Las Vegas for sure. I mean, obviously, they can't stick with Oakland, which Oakland is another team that, you know, takes you back. And and you don't really want to change that name. The colors, they're going to have to change the colors. They're not going to be able to keep, you know, yellow and or gold and green, yellow and green, right? Why not? Why? How? You're going into a new city. You need to represent them. In a different way, you can't have the same thing as an. So open. what do you
1: what do you what do you how what would you what would be the new? Let's just say they do keep the name, right? The, they'll be the Las Vegas A's. What what colors do they use
0: to represent Las Vegas? Honestly, I think whoever whoever sponsors the stadium is what they're gonna go with. I don't think.
1: <laughs> so you're saying the T-Mobile sponsors? They're gonna wear yeah, purple. They're gonna wear no, it's pink. a
0: pink and gray. Hey, you never know. There hasn't been any pink.
1: Yes, but we did talk about it. Previous podcast where, like, where can the new, some new teams show up? And Vegas was one of them for sure. was one of the top spots. Yeah,
0: and actually, Oakland A's. And, uh, the Oakland A's have been talking about moving to Vegas for a while. I think I think they've just been yeah. struggling to actually make it happen. But,
1: yeah. Well, they were either either we move or they get a new stadium. And I, I don't know. The whole I mean, we'll see what happens, but I think getting a team in Vegas would be pretty. But yeah, good. it makes sense. I I,
0: I, I would want to see it happen just because a team like the Oakland A's been struggling for so long with with um, payroll and moving to Vegas, that you know that's an increase in payroll right there.
1: Yeah, because Vegas doesn't have a baseball team. All of a sudden, like you get it, because up there you got you got the San Francisco and you have Oakland, so you got two teams up there. Now you you keep one, you move one to Vegas. Their fan base goes up, and not only that, like, now Vegas just got the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, you got the new stadium over there. You get the Oakland A's. You know, now going to Vegas, like, you can watch football, baseball, you know, the Strip, Old Town, you know, a bunch of stuff. Like, Vegas just becomes more. And, and even without even, e- even more.
0: without Oakland moving over there, that, that city's growing at a fast rate, so it's it's only it's it's a benefit. I think it's a benefit for the A's ownership. I think it's for the fan base. Even though a lot of Oakland fans will get angry because you know you don't want your team to leave your city, but I think it'll benefit MLB in general, especially in uh, Vegas. But we'll see if they move. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think it's uh it's that time. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna have to get a walkout song for you. I'm going to try to figure something out. <laughs> you know, Sandman is taken from uh, Rivera, right? Um, wait, yep. We'll,
1: and we're going to
0: have to figure something out. But it's time to bring in the righty to close out the game.
1: All right. So, as everybody knows, every episode we have a certain ex-MMOB player or current MOB player to represent the episode that we are in. Right now, we are episode 22. So, I went online and tried to figure out who in MLB war number 22 had a very good career or did something very significant. I I won't choose a Hall of Famer just to choose a Hall of Famer. I'll choose somebody that did something very, very tremendous in their baseball career. And I have one runner-up, and then I have the one that I chose. And the runner-up, to represent Pine Tar Nation for episode number 22 is current MLB pitcher, Clayton Kershaw. Obviously, he's going to go down as one of the greatest pitchers of all time, one of the greatest lefties of all time, Hall of Famer, World Series champion. Um, you know, how many more accolades, three-time Cy Young, All-Star, Gold Glove, whatever. He's, he's still pitching. You know, so that's pretty much why I didn't chose him, because there is another pitcher out there that, to me, I'm not saying he's better than Kershaw, but the fact that he is retired, and once I read you his stats, you'll see why I picked him. So, to represent Pintar Nation for episode 22 is Jim Palmer, pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles. 19 years wearing number 22. He won 268 games. Three-time Cy Young Award winner. And finished top three in Cy Young Awards three other times as well. So he could have been close to winning six. That's pretty much how good this guy was. And obviously, he captured six pennants and... Help the Orioles win three World Series titles. So pretty much, Jim Palmer, if you're out there, thank you for representing Pintar Nation for wearing number 22. And other than that, see you guys next week.